step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. You're listening to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. Are you ready to change your life in the next 30 minutes? It's time for Power in a Half Hour with Coach Mark. Get your notebooks ready. He's about to go in. Five. Four, three, two, one. Coach Mark, let's go. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for tuning in. This is Coach Mark, and you're listening to Power in a Half Hour. In the next 30 minutes, we're going to learn the tips, tricks, and techniques of the rich and the super duper successful. And why are we learning these? So we can learn these tips and techniques and apply them to our lives and be able to bring much more success into our lives, all right? Now, the quote that I'm going to start today's show with is, a person who falls and gets back up is much stronger than a person who never fell. Let me repeat that. A person who falls and gets back up is much stronger than a person who never fell. And the title of today's show is Stand Up. I want to thank everyone for listening. I want to remind you that if you ever want to go back and re-listen, you can go to www.powerhh.com. That's www.powerhh.com. All right. Um, if you want to join my daily message service and you're in the United States, all you have to do is text BBD, the letters boy, boy, dog, BBD to 411247. If we're not friends on Facebook, make sure you find me on Facebook. My name on Facebook is Mark Star, M-A-R-K-S-T-A-R-R. And on Instagram and Twitter, I'm at Coach Mark Speaks. All right. And if you have not downloaded my new book yet, you can download it. Uh, at www.repeataftermebook.com. That's www.repeataftermebook.com. It's absolutely free. All right, we got a lot of info today, so let's go ahead and get started. Profile number one, and let me say this. Thank you to everyone that sent me this article because I probably had about, I, I got this article more than any other article. So I probably got around 10 or 15 people that sent this to me. So I'm going to profile her. Her name is Michaela Ulmer. Now, Michaela is a 11-year-old little girl from Texas who recently scored a $11 million deal with Whole Foods to sell her brand of lemonade. B-Sweet Lemonade will be carried by 55 stores in Texas, Oklahoma, Arkansas, and Louisiana. Whole Foods sells the product in their regional stores, and if it does well, the lemonade will eventually be sold nationwide. Now, this sixth grader from Austin, Texas, developed her lemonade stand in a very success, into a very successful national business. When Michaela was four, she got stung by two bees in one week. She became terrified of bees as the bee stings were very painful. Her fear of the bees eventually turned into curiosity as she wanted to learn more about the insects. Michaela's mother gave her a research assignment on bees, and Michaela found out that bees could soon become extinct. Around the same time, she received a flaxseed lemonade recipe from her great-grandmother. She then decided that she could use her great-grandmother's recipe, which uses honey and flaxseed, to raise money to help the bees. 
Bees pollinate more than $15 billion of crops each year, but bees are still dying out at an an alarming rate. Last year, beekeepers lost 40% of all their hives. Michaela started her lemonade business in 2009. Now, instead of using sugar or artificial sweeteners, Michaela uses honey, which is healthier, as well as provides support for beekeepers. In 2015, Michaela secured $60,000 on ABC's TV show Shark Tank. She has even had the opportunity to serve her lemonade to the President of the United States. Now, here it is. This young lady started her business when she was four years old, right? Now she has a business that she just signed a deal with Whole Foods for $11 million at age 11. She didn't start off with no big building. I'm sure she didn't start off with a huge operating facility, right? She started out as a lemonade stand, and here it is. Now she just got a contract, a deal for $11 million, and when you hear stories like this, nobody has any excuses as to why they can't do whatever it is that they want to do. This girl is just 11 years old. Profile number two, comedian Quincy Jones. Now, not the famous record producer. This is another Quincy Jones. Now, on July 3rd, 2015, Quincy Jones, a comedian that lives in L.A., received a life-changing phone call. He was diagnosed with terminal cancer and given one year to live. At the age of 32, Quincy decided that instead of giving up and waiting for the end of his life to come, he would continue to live his passion, which is comedy. Now, even though he has ongoing chemotherapy, Quincy decided that he would not stop comedy because he wants nothing more than to leave behind a comedic legacy that will not be forgotten. Quincy has always been dedicated to his craft, having performed 1,000 shows in one year, which averages out to roughly three shows a day. Now, I want to stop here for a second. I get people all the time that talk to me about they want to become this huge speaker or they want to become a huge singer or they want to become a huge comedian. This is what it takes to become huge in any particular business. People will tell me, Coach Mark, yeah, I'm going to I'm going to speak once or twice this year. This guy did his comedy show 1000 times in a year. Not one or two times. So in order to catch it, if you're only doing it one or two times, whatever it is that you want to do, one or two times a year. You're probably going to need about 500 years to catch up to this guy. Now, Quincy decided to set his goals even bigger. He had a dream to make a comedy special, and his dream will become a reality. Quincy moved to L.A. four years ago from Seattle to pursue his dream of being a comedian. Shortly after moving to L.A., Quincy met a lady named Nicole Blaine at an open mic who was also a comic and a producer. Nicole and her husband, Mickey, are a production team. They instantly became good friends, and when they eventually found out about Quincy's diagnosis, they decided to start a Kickstarter campaign to help raise money to film the comedy special. Now, to date, over 1,200 people have raised over $50,000 to film the comedy special, which far surpassed surpassed the original goal of a little less than $5,000 that was needed. 
Now, while on the Ellen DeGeneres show, Ellen told Quincy that HBO would distribute his comedy special. The comedy special is scheduled to be shot on April 4th, today, for those who are listening live, and will air sometime this spring. Now, here it is. This guy gets this diagnosis last year that he's, he has a year to live. He has stage four cancer. And you know what? He could have sat there and decided that he was going to just give up and quit and just wait to die. But he said, no, I'm going to give it all that I have. Now, it's a shame that a lot of people have to wait to get diagnosis like that to go ahead and to kick whatever it is that they're doing into overdrive. But we should all be listening to this and decide, you know what? We're not going to wait to get some sort of diagnosis like that. We're not going to wait to hear some bad news that we only have a certain period of time to live before we kick whatever it is that we're trying to do into overdrive. We should all live like we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow because we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. Profile number three, Michael Jordan. Now, I'm pretty sure that everyone knows who Michael Jordan is. Michael is probably the most well-known athlete in the world. He is the greatest basketball player of all time. Michael played 15 seasons in the NBA for the Chicago Bulls and the Washington Wizards. During these 15 years, Michael won six NBA championships. He was the NBA Finals MVP six times. Five times he was the most valuable player in the league, and he was also an NBA All-Star 14 times. Michael Jordan has had more success on the basketball basketball court than any other player but it didn't end there michael is a super successful businessman with one of the most popular athletic and sneaker lines michael jordan also became part owner and head of basketball operations for the then charlotte bobcats in 2010 he bought controlling interests of the charlotte hornets shortly after that Michael Jordan is also the first billionaire NBA player in history. There's a lot that we can learn from Michael Jordan, and today we will study his rules of success. Number one, keep working hard. This is a recurring theme, especially with athletes, but with anyone that is successful. Now, in order to be the best, you have to be willing to outwork others. This is especially true when it comes to sports. You have to be able to put the hours in when no one is watching you. This is what separates the bad from the good and the good from the great. Michael will be the first one to practice and the last one to leave. When Michael Jordan left basketball to play baseball, he was always the first person at practice and he would work with the hitting coaches all day long. When asked about his daily routine while playing baseball, he said he would get up, and make himself breakfast by himself. He would then drive to spring training, and usually he was the only one on the road as it was so early in the morning. As he would drive, he would have conversations with his dad's spirit, who had at the time recently just passed away. He would work hard the entire day, and even when it was time for everyone to go home, he would want to stay and work with the batting instructors just a little bit longer. Now, this recurring theme, these guys that are really, really, really successful are super hard workers. 
Everybody always wants to say that, oh, they were born that way. That's their God-given talent. And each and every single one of them will tell you, no, they worked at it. 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 And that's why they got to their level. Now, it's a great thing for some of us because we realize that, hey, we can achieve that same level of success in, in whatever area that we choose to gain that success in. But for those of us that are a little lazy, that takes away the excuses from us. Number two, ignite your fire. When Michael Jordan hit the game-winning shot for North Carolina in the 1982 NCAA Finals, it awoke the champion inside of him to compete to excel and also the desire to be the best. That game-winning shot ignited a fire in him, and nothing would stop him. When you find what you're extremely passionate about, it will fuel your confidence, and it will ignite the fire in you to want to be your best. Number three, be different. Jordan wanted to separate himself from everyone else. He wasn't going to allow himself to just be great. He wanted to be the greatest. Jordan realized that there were Jordan realized that those who dare to be different are the ones who end up doing great things in the end. Number four, fail your way to success. Now, in a Nike commercial, Michael Jordan stated that he has missed 9,000 shots in his career. He lost almost 300 games. 26 times he was trusted to take the game-winning shot, and he missed He said that he has failed over and over again in his life, and that is exactly why he succeeds. Number five, have high expectations. Now, there's a quote that says that most people fail in life not because they aim too high and miss, but because they aim too low and they actually hit it. Now, in an interview, Michael said that he never feels like he's at his best because there's always, always room for him to improve. He always sets goals for himself to strive for. He is never complacent. Even though he was very successful at the time, he always felt that he still had a lot to prove, not just as a player on the basketball court, but as a person and as a father and as a role model. Because of this, he's never too complacent. Michael then went on to say that whenever he gets to the point that he feels that he couldn't improve as a player, he would walk away from the game. He always expects himself to do bigger and better things, and that's exactly why he achieved and accomplished as much as he did. Number six, be positive. Now, Michael Jordan says that sports is a tool that teaches. It teaches you bad things and it teaches you good things. It's all about your perspective, how you view the things that it teaches you. Michael says that he takes the good and the bad and looks at everything as a positive. Michael says that although he doesn't want bad things to happen, he has accepted that at times bad will happen because you can't have the good without having the bad. Number seven, be who you were born to be. Now, in another of Mikey's Nike commercials, he had the most phenomenal, motivating, inspiring commercials. In another one of his commercials, he says, it's not about the shoes. It's, it's about knowing where you're going, not forgetting where you started. It's about having the courage to fail, not breaking when you are broken. 
taking everything that you've been given and making something better. It's about work before glory and what's inside of you. It's doing what they say you can. It's not about the shoes, but what you do in them. It's about being who you were born to be. Number eight, have a vision. Now, some people get so caught up in how they want to do something, they fail to have a proper vision. Now, although your strategy is very important, vision always, and I mean it always, comes first. Once you have a clear vision, you will attract the right strategy. Without a clear vision, not even the best strategy can help you. Number nine, stop making excuses. Now, once again, Michael Jordan delivers profound wisdom in one of his TV commercials. This one is called, Maybe It's My Fault. Maybe it's my own fault. Maybe I led you to believe it was easy when it wasn't. Maybe I made you think my highlights started at the free throw line and not in the gym. Maybe I made you think that every shot I took was a game winner, that my game was built on flash and not fire. Maybe it's my fault that you didn't see that failure gave me strength, that my pain was my motivation. Maybe I led you to believe that basketball was a God-given gift and not something I worked for every single day of my life. Maybe I destroyed the game, or maybe you're just making excuses. And number 10, practice. Jordan says that he practices as if he was playing a game, so when the moment comes in the game, it's not new to him. He said that's the reason why you practice. When you get to that moment, you don't have to think. You can instinctively make it happen. Now, I just recently read the book of uh, Tim Grover. He's Michael Jordan's trainer. And let me tell you, this guy's work ethic, Michael Jordan, as described by his trainer, is the only person probably in the history of basketball that had a similar type work ethic to him was someone that we just talked about a few weeks ago, Kobe Bryant. And this is why these two guys are probably some of the greatest play, the greatest players that have ever played the game. These guys practice like no one else. As good as they were, they still practice harder than anybody else. They still practiced harder and worked harder and worked longer than anybody else. Now, when a baby is learning how to walk, how does he do it? Remember, the baby is too young to understand the instructions. Generally, what happens is the baby sees everyone around, he or she walking, and then one day, when strong enough, the baby attempts to stand up and walk. Generally, the baby falls. Not once, but many times. If the baby quit after the first, second, or even third attempt, none of us would be walking right now. There's low, no limit to how many times that baby will continue getting back up and attempting to walk. The baby doesn't see failure. The only thing that the baby knows is that everyone else is walking and it needs to keep attempting to walk until it figures it out. Now, the baby doesn't even consciously even know that it's doing this. It just instinctively knows this. This is proof that we weren't born to quit. We have been taught to quit over the years. In some crazy way, we were taught that if we didn't succeed the first time, something is wrong with us. This is totally incorrect. This goes against our nature. We were born resilient. We came into this world as natural born winners. Now, although most of us have learned to go against our nature, 
we can all and we will all learn how to stand up again after each time that we may fall. Now, one of the things that will help us to make getting back up a little easier is if we can appreciate the lessons we learn when we fall down in life. So here are a few ways that we can benefit from falling down. Number one, by falling down, we get important feedback about where and who we are. Number two, falling down provides us an opportunity to be courageous. Number three, falling down allows us to learn to appreciate ourselves, even when things don't turn out exactly as we want them to do. Number four, falling down gives us a great opportunity for learning, growth, and improvement. Number five, falling down allows us to wake up and notice all the good things that are happening that we hadn't been paying attention to before. Number six, falling down gives us an opportunity to get in touch with, take responsibility for, and express our real emotions in an authentic way. And number seven, falling down challenges us to play bigger, make adjustments, or rethink our approach. Now, by learning to view every one of our challenges as opportunities, we are able to take our power back from the circumstances, situations, and outcomes of our lives. When we're able to appreciate the difficulties that we go through and learn from them so we can use them for our advantage, we gain an important insight into who we really are and how to create success and fulfillment in the best way possible. So let's took it let's take a look at what some of the most successful people on the planet has had to say about getting back up and being resilient. Mark Cuban, we know him, we've talked about him before, owner of the Dallas Mavericks, right? Also on Shark Tank, worth about three or four billion dollars. This is what Mark Cuban had to say. I wouldn't be where I am now if I didn't fail a lot. The good, the bad, it's all a part of the success equation. All right, next person, Ross Perot. We've talked about him before. Billionaire from Texas. Most people give up just when they're about to achieve success. They quit on the one-yard line. They give up at the last minute of the game, one foot from winning a touchdown. Richard Branson, another person that we've talked about before, billionaire, owns all of Virgin Airlines and the Virgin Media Group, right? Dropped out of high school when he was 16, was dyslexic, still is dyslexic, This is what he had to say. You don't learn to walk by following the rules. You learn by doing and by falling over. Another person we've talked about before, Jeff Bezos, the CEO and founder of Amazon, worth about 40-something billion dollars, one of the richest men on the planet. This is what he had to say. I know that if I failed, I wouldn't regret that, but I know the one thing I might regret is not trying. And finally, J.K. Rowling, the billionaire author and creator of the Harry Potter franchise, said, I was set free because my greatest fear had already been realized and I was still alive. And I still had a daughter whom I adored. And I had an old typewriter and a big idea. 
And so rock bottom became the solid foundation on which I rebuilt my life. Okay, okay, that's all we have for today's show. Want to remind you, if you ever want to go back and re-listen to any of the previous shows, right? You can listen to the live version of the previous shows at www.powerhh.com. That's www.powerhh.com. All right. I know you have three friends that should have heard this show. Make sure you share this with them. Tell them about the radio station that you're listening to this show on or wherever you're listening to it. Make sure you share it with your friends because we want our friends to become successful just as we are going to become more and more successful. Don't forget to connect with me on Facebook at uh, my name on Facebook is Mark Starr, M-A-R-K. S-T-A-R-R, and on Instagram and Twitter, it's at Coach Mark Speaks. And the quote that we're going to end today's show with is, failure doesn't come from falling down. Failure comes from not getting back up. Thank you much, and until next show. Thanks for listening to Power in a Half Hour with Coach Mark. To listen or re-listen, go to powerinahalfhour.com. Follow Coach Mark on Instagram and Twitter at Coach Mark Speaks. Find Coach Mark on Facebook by searching for Mark Star. Like our Facebook fan page, Power in a Half Hour, and join our Power in a Half Hour Facebook group. See you next week. You're listening to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over prohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.